You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. Hello, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad. Do you go by LJ Barnum? Is I do. That, tell me a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. Oh my God. There's so much, it's, it's, there's a lot to get into, uh, especially since we're not sticking profession or strictly to professional. Um, personally, I really love to just explore the world. There's a lot of stuff to, to see and a lot of people to talk to. Like, I mean, this is literally my dream being asked to just come on a podcast just to chat like this. So having lots of opportunities to go through well, like I, w- I was raised Mormon so I have uh opportunity to go through the Boy Scouts and all the way through to uh my Eagle Scout wow. so that that's something that most people don't have uh in their repertoire especially since it's kind of a limited thing even inside the inside the club if you will <laughs> Um, but I mean, outside of that, uh, I am non-binary. Um, I am engaged with my fiance, Kenny. Um, we've been, uh, we got together right before the pandemic, uh, in 2019 and that kind of cemented the two of us together. And I own my own business right now, but I'm kind of bouncing between full-time job and, you know, running my own thing. So that's kind of where I'm I'm all about, I mean, there's yeah. some other stuff beyond that, but we can get into that throughout the talk. <laughs> yeah, um, that's amazing. Uh, my son is on his Eagle Scout project right now. And, oh, um, what about? Yeah, yeah, so it's, uh, he he's building a disc golf course. And um, it's funny, we it's just passed some, yeah, it's a big one. It's 18 holes and it's on five acres and it goes by the river. And, um, it's, it's quite amazing. I'm on city council, so I have connections to where we can, you know, like we knew that this was coming. Yep. And, uh, but we went out there, we chopped down over 150 trees ourselves. And then I, I left a couple like widow makers and, uh, like, so they were like leaning on another tree. Right. And, uh, I, I'm like, I can't do, you know, like I contacted the DPW, the city and, uh, they went back there with the, their commercial equipment and made us look like child's play, like what we were doing. Like we were taking weed whackers and stuff and they had this big machine that just like cleared the path. And now it's, uh, now we just have to get funding to get the baskets and the, um, and pave the, um, the pads to, to drive from. So it's, it's coming along. It's really cool. It's exciting, but it's congratulations on, it's a big deal. Like, yeah, I was very, just about to say, it's a big deal to, to get that funding to to actually have somebody contribute with your uh with your project um yeah. mine was actually all about medical um at the at the time that was what i thought i wanted to do with my life i thought i wanted to be a doctor so i was like i'm gonna do something medical and i'll eventually it'll probably segue to something i'll use on a resume or something uh but i ended up running <laughs> with me and a handful of family members uh, and a couple friends from church, uh, we ran an entire blood drive and connect or connected this local place, Memra, uh, with over $45,000 worth of medical equipment wow. that they turn around and, of course, donate to lower income families or, you know, lower the costs down to 
pennies basically because it's you know it's uh how that that charity works and so it went really really well i i mean i ended up donating blood for the first and last time <laughs> as i i oh man i was not right for about a week i don't know how people do that every week it's insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it that is amazing it's a i think it's a I like the program and I like I what it teaches my son. You know, it got him out of his, uh, his comfort zone a few times. We've done like a Klondike. We're in, we're in Michigan. Where are you? Where are you located? I am actually based in Las Vegas, but I got the opportunity to experience the Boy Scouts in this climate, in the Montgomery, Alabama humidity, and then again in Seattle. And we went around to, we actually built an igloo like that was an insane idea that we had one time somebody watched a, one of those guys building a an igloo on youtube and i'm pretty sure that's how the idea started um it was ambitious it was freezing cold but mm -hmm. i will never forget building the igloo all day long making dinner at night like it's so cold it's like negative four and literally we made soup and it froze before you had finished. So it was super cool, but oh my God, I could not wait to leave in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my my son, he doesn't uh, he doesn't like his uh the scout master. He's kind of uh like a you know, he's a jerk. He's he doesn't I don't know, hate to say that, but anyways, like he um he's just he commands like um and, and uh -oh. I don't know if it's a commanding world. I think now it need, now we need to be meet people where they are and understand that everyone's different and they can't understand, you know, like, but he, so he won't go camping anymore, but we, um, we did the uh, polar challenge. So that was, and we got the badge for it. So it was like below 20 degrees and we camped outside in a tent and uh, gosh, it was. It's just cold. Like and you just yes. can't shake the cold for hours, even after you're warm, you're like, it is still cold. I am, I am wrapped up in a blanket i am we're in the car driving home and i am just like i'm still cold and i didn't get warm until we got home i was like oh yeah yeah this is this is insane i've never been yep. this in my life so but yeah just like you were saying you do have to meet people where they're at um and, and ironically that's kind of one of the principles that kind of drove me to where i where I am and where I segued towards in our business, um, I had no idea who the hell I was, like, at all. So um, I got to this point, I'm 21 years old, so I'm, I'm still decently young. Um, and I got to sitting down and talking with Kenny, and I was like, I don't know what I like to do. I have no idea what my hobbies are. I don't know where I'm going. I don't even know what I'm doing with this business. This was uh, before, you know, now. <laughs> Obviously, things have cleared up since then. But I, I was sitting there just like, I, I don't even have a shot in hell. I'm staring at a piece of paper trying to write down facts about myself. And I would reach to this point where I would be like, wait a minute. I did. I never liked doing that. I would write something down. I would say, hey, all right, all right. So gardening. 
all right, so I, I liked gardening. It was fun. But I never enjoyed it. It was always being done with my family or part of a family project. My grandfather uh, owns a bit of land up in Utah. So there was all of that there. But I never enjoyed it myself. And that everything on the list was the same, same story. So, I mean, it kind of, kind of did drive me to come to this, this point where I needed to say, I need to figure out who I am and I need to put it on paper. I need to know what I'm working towards. Um, and as soon as I started to do that, things started to fall back into place. I started to have less anxiety and uh, the depression wasn't so bad. It was, you know, we're, we're pulled into the depressive swings, but then we can pull right back out of it. And you, you enjoy the highs that much sweeter. Uh, heck, the, the title of your podcast is, Are You Happy? Absolutely. Yeah. But I didn't know that I was happy until I experienced the absolute bottom, the soul crushing. I feel like the world is crushing in on me, sitting there with a, a handful of pills, man. Like, I mean, I've actually felt that feeling. So I, I can appreciate these, the good days and the bad days. I know that they're going to pass, even though they suck in the moment and they feel like that's all there is. I know the head's going to come above water. Yeah, it, that's uh, it's amazing because it's it's not happiness isn't um, it's not something that you can obtain, right? Like no. if you say if you say like um, happiness happiness is something that I need or something that I seek. Well, if you seek it, then you don't have it. And no. um, so experience. And so, <laughs> yep, you have to you have to constantly experience it, and happiness wouldn't exist without sadness, and so it's part of the process. And I think that's a very difficult concept, especially for the young people. Like you're exactly half my age. My boys are 15 and 13. I'm 42, but um, it's, uh, I'm, I, I'm young at heart and I believe um, we're on the path of like a, a revolution of thinking. And I'm excited for what the future has to bring. It's scary because there's hesitation and it's met with resistance. But it's such a, an amazing force that it's going to change. It's going to change the workforce. It's going to change a lot of things. But I, I do love that. I love that concept. Because if you look at every single precipice of human history, every big change of thinking, there's always oppression at every single stage, right before the big thing cracks. So even though... And this can apply in, in, in all situations right now. The world is crazy. This place is insane. Uh, and it really hasn't slowed down over the last three years. But that's where you got to bring yourself in. What can I do that's going to change all of that? The butterfly effect. What, what can I set in motion? Um, and that's been my, my mindset or my my goal, my commitment for 2023 has been, what can we do to set more things in motion? What can we do to make a bigger positive impact this year? So yeah, I, love, I love it. it. It is, you do have to make the change yourself. And even if it's incremental, it's a ripple. If you, I, we, uh, prime example, went out for Valentine's day last night, our waitress, uh, she was overwhelmed. It was it was my kid's favorite pizza restaurant, and she was overwhelmed. They had too many people. They were short staffed. 
and um, every, you know, like the whole table, the mood at the table was getting like, we were getting frustrated and people around us were getting frustrated. And I said, you know what? It's not her fault. You know, like there's things, the scheduling was, they made a mistake on the scheduling and she's confused because she's gotten like, but we were super nice to her. And then it reflected like how she treated the next people. But the people before us were like treated her bad. And it was like, it, it she came to us with like, um, some, you know, it wasn't like aggression, but it was kind of like a mood. And then we can change if we just, if we, if we give them the attitude that we want to receive, if we, if we give out the, the atmosphere that we would like to get back, we don't always get it back. You know, that's true, but like sometimes, and that makes a world of difference. And that small ripple, that small change can make a big difference because of the amount of people that it could affect by, by sharing that with other people. So I'm, Totally with you. I agree. And I can, I, I worked in the service industry. That was one of my, you know, chapters is those people, even if it doesn't help right that second, I still remember some of the people that I talked to on the, at the call center, like by name, I, I can still remember some of these situations, these people. And I'm like, they were the nicest people, the most interesting people. They were willing to to talk and just have a conversation. And even though they were in a kind of a difficult situation, obviously they got to call the customer service line for something going wrong. Yeah. They they just kind of sat there and we're understanding, we're working with you and we're understanding. And I, I still remember those people. Like that was oh, three years ago and I can still remember them. So it, it definitely helps for sure. <laughs> It also works. It sure does. <laughs> uh, now, um, now let's talk about a little bit about your business. So, tell me how you started. Like, so when you were sitting down, like I picture this, and I'm not sure if this is right, but you were sitting down trying to figure out who you were, and uh, you're writing down like gardening and like the things that you liked about it. Things. How did you land on? Like, how did you find to where you are now? And then tell me about like the, the inception. So the actual start of this catalyst happened way before me making the list. It actually started when I left the workforce, got laid off, really, um, then got picked up by another one that was just horrible. They couldn't get it together. And a couple of really big brands that uh, I've experienced the worst of the brands. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, and... I got basically ejected and I'm sitting here trying to figure out what, what to do. I've already been uh, approached by probably about 50 different sales jobs at that point. So I was like, you know what, maybe this is my, my nudge, go, go try to, to sell, to do a sales job. Don't do that. <laughs> if anybody is listening and, and is considering that, don't do that. Don't, just don't, don't do that. Especially if you don't have sales experience before. Um, but it, it, it ended up that this was the way that I didn't want this to happen. I didn't want to be there at five o'clock in the morning, every morning, dialing people. Okay. Da, 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 da. This is hell. Reading off of a script. And I'm just like, there cannot be one single person in this office that truly enjoys this. No way, not a, not a chance. And I go and look at some of those people on social media. There's a handful of them that are still doing it, but for the most part, nope. They've all 
gone left. Um, and so just from having this, what I, I call the shittiest day. <laughs> um, and I, I write about this day because it, well, first of all, it was the day that I was like, I felt like I'd scraped the bottom of the barrel. I'd, I had done what I didn't want to do as a teenager. I had become an adult burnout, an adult failure. That's insane. First of all, I was 19. Let's just, let's just, let's calm down. I was 19. <laughs> um, but in the, in the moment, it felt like the world was ending. And Kenny had come uh, to the office. I had been working from five o'clock in the morning, like I mentioned, five o'clock in the morning, you know, the office 35 minutes away. So I was up at about three, three thirty at the latest. And, you know, every single day, Monday through Saturday, uh, and most of the times on Sunday. So I was killing myself. I was like, I'm going to either make this work. And in the car, I was eating, he brought little Caesar's pizza. So that's, <laughs> you know, that the best moments happen around a little Caesar's pizza. After you're, <laughs> after you're done moving, a little Caesar's pizza will make you feel better. I tell, I tell you. Um, so <laughs> that's that actually ended up on one of my things that I like is I don't care how nasty it is I love Little Caesars pizza <laughs> it's it's minor details like that that make you smile have a yeah there's a lot of memories attached to a Little Caesars pizza for me <laughs> my son we have one in town we live in a small town population 3000 we have a oh. Little Caesars in my 15 year old him and his best friend Ben they love the Italian cheese bread. Like, so if we go there, they, they just like, it's the Italian cheese bread, that's it. It's so funny. I, I don't even have words because I don't even know what that is actually. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> they found it. Oh my God. Okay. I'll have to, hold on. This is Italian <laughs> I need to yeah. write this down, man. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. They say it's great. It's funny. Yep. All right. I'll keep an open mind when I try <laughs> said Italian cheeseburger. <laughs> I'm assuming it's something like pizza with a, a patty in between it, but I, I, I don't know. Reddit will probably supply the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just Italian cheese bread. Like it's um, like breadsticks with cheese on top of them. It's, you know, in season. Uh, so it's not bad. Yep. That doesn't sound so bad. No, kind of like eh, that's a lot of grease. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Aside from that, we have lots of weird food combinations. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If, like, I'm I'm not sure if the people uh, if you upload video to to podcasts, but so some people might be able to see me. Some people might just be listening to audio. But I'm white. I was raised in a white family. Kenny is Filipino. That was a culture shock in and of itself. I have never, for the life of me, that was probably about three months or I could not get used to it. I was like, there's new foods. There's uh, like everybody else around me is using a fork and a spoon. And I'm like, that is genius, but how? And then, you know, it's just all these little tiny things and I was like, wow. It was like my whole world kind of got shaken up. So between that, the insurance gig and everything coming together, me having this horrible day and actually leaving insurance, I was like, never mind. 
I can't do this. It's too much. So I'm like, hold on, let me get back on track here. <laughs> not quite back on track, but it, it all plays in. I promise all these details are real. So anyway, after having the crappiest day of my life and I'm sitting there at this point, I had just kind of, I needed a higher power. I had started to explore that, that aspect of, of my life. Uh, so I was raised a Mormon. I didn't really jive with the everything. So uh, <laughs> I needed to find something that I did jive with. And what I ended up falling upon uh, ended up, you know, leaving me in what now I know is called spiritual psychosis, which is basically you hate yourself, you hate everybody, and you don't want to deal with anything. <laughs> it is horrible. Uh, and it is just basically a self-feedback loop on your own ideas, your own thoughts, your own feelings, and it leads you down another road of depression. So backslipping and then I finally sat down, I quieted my brain. I said, you know what? My brain is always very loud. I always have that inner monologue running. It's great. So I need to sit and just let it run. Where is it going to go? What am I going to stumble across? And this was about a month before me actually writing down the list. So I started to get little bits and pieces that in this meditation, I was like, quiet, quiet brain. And that wasn't working, obviously. It's just running. It's just, yeah, you know, it's just kind of running all over the place. And it is not, not working. It's, I'm just like, wow, what the hell is going on right now? I just cannot focus on all of this. But I finally get there about 30 minutes in. It, Usually I can get down into the, the quiet zone and just kind of be with my thoughts after about two or three minutes. But this time it took a really long time. And, and when I was going through, there was always something that I had uh, remembered from the office, the insurance job. And it was about this whack guy I overheard. And he was talking about this other agent at this other office in Texas. He was doing this whole thing, this whole sales thing through Facebook. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Facebook. I know how to use Facebook. I didn't know how to use Facebook, but I can figure <laughs> it out. I've got audacity. So I was like, yeah, I I'm going to go and figure this out and learn how to do this way. So in that moment, I was like, marketing. Oh my God, it's marketing. That's what it was. It was marketing. I wanted to do the sales stuff. I was interested in the data. I was like, holy crap, bing, there it is. Um, and so I started a marketing agency. And then I was solo for about three months, did okay for the first three months. And then I met a business partner. We ended up splitting up uh, last year. <laughs> about the same time. Uh, and then I kind of drifted for a while again, for about six months, uh, just kind of doing odd things, small little jobs, like I'm, I'm talking like selling my skills for pennies on the dollar, um, like literally just to scrape by. So 
after experiencing all that and just honestly very having having to very heavily rely on Kenny and and have him support me for a little bit and it was very rough I've never been you know I've been a, a strong independent adult since I I left the house <laughs> um and all of a sudden I couldn't be a strong independent adult <laughs> so it was it was another rough transition so I was just sitting here and I was I couldn't think about why all of this was happening and as the marketing agency is just kind of floundering I stumble across this article, a really nondescript article that I couldn't, couldn't put down. I was like, what is this? It's talking about branding. That's, that's where we are at the, at the final stage here. Uh, and I had somebody ask me a question on my blog a couple of days before that, that picking up that article about branding. And I was like, that, you know, that's how I ended up on the article. And I was still researching the answer to this question because I, I didn't know. I was like, they're saying, how do you build a brand? I was like, I don't know. I really have no idea. So I thought it was just, a, you know, a couple of little logo, stationary, website, you know, the, the little things. And I sit here reading this thing. And I'm like, this is so much more. This is talking not only for a company, but this could be for a person. To define who you are and to stick to it, to have it on paper, it was the most freeing thing. And that is when I started to make the list. So we finally re reached me making the list and then pivoting forward. I reconnected with an old coworker who is now my co-founder, Kelly. Uh, unfortunately, she couldn't, you know, uh, join us, but maybe some other time. She has a lot of fun insights too. Um, anyways, so now we are here at the branding agency and I, I kind of thought I had, we were gonna use it for one thing, but it turned out that um, I ended up getting a soft diagnosis <laughs> uh, for being somewhere on the spectrum. They don't know where. I could be here or here or there or there. I was like, great. So which one? <laughs> uh, and I, I, I just experienced like one more final setback. I was like, oh, great. All of a sudden, I found out that a lot of the problems, the depression, the slipping, the, you know, all this other stuff was all because I was trying to avoid some, some spicy memories, <laughs> some PTSD, some uh, stuff. And it had manifested in one of these four ways. Um, and I was like, oh crap, that's, that's part of the brand. That is part of it. That is part of what you have gone through, overcome. Those things that you were like, I can't really explain this to somebody else. It made sense to other people. They knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest epiphany, is there are people that are similar to you, not just like you, but similar, that have gone through some crap that you have. So as adults, they manifest in a similar way as you. And that's kind of where we precipice right here on where the business is, why it's important. And, you know, that's kind of how I, I ended up define, being able to define my happiness is through that brand. That brand sheet, I look at that every day. It is a eight page document that is all about who I am as a person. And some people have problems talking about themselves. I did too. Now I don't, obviously. <laughs> I'm sitting here rambling.
but it was originally something that I had to almost study to remember who I was each and every day. I was like, that's right. I don't like coffee. I like tea, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's something really big about that. Um, I think of the band uh, Queen and um, how they were misfits, right? Like, they were, they were just misfits, but everybody loved them because they they recognized a bit of themselves. Because I think no matter where you are in life or in your social status or anything like that, you always feel you're a bit of a misfit because you're different than everybody else. You have your character defects. And there, there's a whole wide spectrum of defects that we all have. And we all work together and we fit each other too. Like, you know, like some, you know, like they work well with each other and so you need you need diversity but you need but we all recognize that we're all misfits and that's why it resonates when somebody says hey i'm a misfit like we're i'm in like and like watching sports the underdog they want the underdog every time you know it's just you you want that guy that's not that's not the the mold he doesn't fit the mold of what they're what they what they want for that particular thing you want that person to be successful because it, it resonates with who you are. Because we all feel that way. Yeah, like I'll give you like literal examples just building off of that idea. We have a standard in, this, in, in the coaching and consulting industry that every single thing must be cloak and dagger. It's very, if you ever go to a sales page or to a, a, a service description page, there's no pricing there's no it's very abstract on what is actually being given to you it's on purpose <laughs> um so when I told my first and second coaches that I wanted to include our prices transparently and to you know let people figure out if this could work for them or did they need to remove this part and you know there's a lot of people that don't want to talk to somebody they don't want to admit that hey that's a little out of my price range and there seems to be this culture that everybody must attend a sales call, be pressured into purchase, and then what? You, you're flat. You're flat broke, basically. You're no better than you were before because what you thought you were getting was what you were getting. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> um, and I'm like, this thing needs to stop. So they told me I was insane. There was no way, no way possible. And as soon as I did it, I just started getting inquiries. Like people would ask me questions about the services pages that I'd set up, even though the prices were right there. So I started thinking, hold the hell on. Everything that these people were trying to teach and indoctrinate into me was not right. That they weren't, they were lying or they weren't giving the whole part of the story or the entire story more accurately. So I was like, okay, let's do something contrarian as hell. We're gonna put all of our pricing. We're gonna give them the option to grab a proposal if they want it. We're gonna give them an option to talk to us at any point to email us or text us. We're gonna give them all the options. And then we're going to give them all the information. Literally, that was our plan. That's how our marketing plan works. If somebody wants to, to talk to me about that stuff, that is how I will explain it. 
Give them all the options to contact you. Give them all the options to find out every single question that they could possibly have and tell them how to do it. So they don't mm -hmm. even have to talk to you. So they choose to talk to you. That's where it all came set together. <laughs> I love that because so many people, I, when I think about it, I don't want someone coming to my house to quote a new roof. I want them to look at, look at it online and then just, I, I could text them and be like, hey, can you look at my roof? How much would it be? I don't even want to talk because I, I'm, uh, I hate it because I, f I feel um, I'm somewhat negative when I get a sales call because I, I called the cable company just to get uh, like a pod to extend my Wi-Fi so I could get better service in uh, different spots. And the guy's like, well, have you thought about TV? And, and I'm like, I am just, I just want an extender for, you know, like for my Wi-Fi. Like I, I don't want to, and that's the world is going that direction. They don't, they don't want to be pressured into something and they want transparency because if you're transparent, then they're going to be, then they understand while they're transparent that everything's out there. It's like peeling away the layers of the onion. And we we're afraid of the onion. We're afraid of seeing the onion. And we know that there's deeper layers and what we don't know what lays beneath. And it might be something that we don't like, but if they're willing to show the inside of that onion right from the beginning, then it's yeah. like, wow, that's somebody that I want to do business with because they're not even like, this is, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is why we do it. If you want to do business with us, we're here. And that's the way to do it, I believe. Yep. Exactly. That you tell everybody what's your deal so they don't have to guess. There's yes. no guess. Um, And it's kind of funny because the sales guys, I've actually taken up a practice um, occasionally when I'm bored. Uh, I will start to play along with the little sales guys that come across my social media. I'm like, you know, I kind of get a kick out of it. It's fun for me. Um, and I'll start playing along with their process and they'll, they'll try to tell, I've been actually told that, uh, the marketing strategy that I've set up doesn't work. There's no way that could work. No way. And I was like, all right, how did you find me? And he says, I searched up your profile. I'm like, that is a core center of what my strategy is all about. I am searchable. You can find me. Hell, you can all find me if you want. In fact, if you want to find me, it'll be fun. I don't post much anymore, mostly because uh, social media kind of, you know, that's, that's kind of depressing. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's people on there and they'll, the messages will get to me, basically. <laughs> um, so social media kind of took a different tone for me, actually. And, and I think a lot of people are experiencing that right now. They're realizing just how negative it's been uh, in their life. I mean, he hey, even in, uh, what are they called, the CDC? They were yeah. talking briefly about how it's it's negative for the development of your brain. And I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm like, I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh God, I hope my mother doesn't know that she knows that she's right. So, um, <laughs> Because I, I actually fought against that. I opened up a social media account prematurely. You know, I, I did the whole nine. Everything that you're not supposed to do online. <laughs> um, I'm still here, though. I'm still alive. Yeah. Um, I, I agree, but I also agree with the freedom of um, the youth. My boys, um, I don't, I'm not traditional. I'm not a helicopter parent. 
uh, all of my son's friends, I have two boys, 13 and 15, all of their friends say like, their friends' parents say that they, they look at their phone and they look at what they've been searching and everything. I don't, I don't care. You know, the funny thing is, is like, I don't care. I probably don't want to know, but I'm going to like, when they, when they have a question though, they feel obligated. They feel like they can, they can ask me and they feel they don't have to hide around me. And it's, it goes with that transparency about the sales technique and you're, um, that's, and I, you know, like, I'm sure it's not exactly the same, but I, I, I love them. I, and I love them if they're like, if we're working on that project, I, I made a TikTok when we were out there. I was sweating, and uh, I thought he was. Uh, um, I I like had that reminiscent of my dad when I was out there, and nothing wrong with my dad either. I respect the heck out of my dad, but um, it always felt like I never did enough, and I felt myself like thinking, "Well, he could be doing more," and then I stopped myself. I, I you know, like that that crazy brain that you talked about. I was able to like meditate and find peace in the in in the my heart beating so fast and the work going on. I just took a moment. And then I was like, you know, I don't care if he goes and sits on a bench. The fact that we're here together, that's all, you know, that's all that matters. We have one in a 400 trillion chance of being on this rock on earth. Absolutely. Like that's, that's so it's, yeah. And so I, I just, I realized like, I'm going to love him if he makes a mistake. I'm going to love him if he uh, knocks on a tree and it like totals my car. I don't care. It's not, that's not what this is. We're here for the love and to share it and to experience it and to give it rather than to hide it um, and to keep it. And I don't know why we live in a world where we think that we have to do those things. And uh, I just, it's just unlearning these pattern behaviors is very difficult. Yeah. And, and I think part of it does have to do with generations. Mm-hmm. So uh, my folks are actually older than you they're in their 50s. So <clears throat> I'm their oldest child. Um, there are, I'm oldest of four. So we grew up in this, it, you know, our parents were one way, the, our, par- our, our friends' parents were like totally different. And, you know, they, the values were different. So it always felt like we were in a weird place. Um, and those generational things when you start to you know grow up and start to look at how you know your family operates and how the dynamics are uh you can start to see how you know you become the adult that you are and just like you're saying with the the triggers the mental brain that fights we now as adults have to overcome that that's, that's what the diff or where a lot of people fall short. They say, it's my parents' fault. It's always my parents' fault. It's there, 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 without even looking at, wait a goddamn minute. I am an adult. I am a sovereign adult. I can think, feel, you know, do, do everything for myself. Why can't I stop doing that or stop believing that? And that is why what branding is kind of freeing. You've defined what you believe. I don't have to, I don't have to subscribe to these ways that, that, you know, I was grow, I grew up with. Um, and I think one of the parts of being happy is acknowledging that you change. You're an adult, you're going to change a lot. Um, and 
change is just part of becoming happy. It's mm -hmm. happiness is the change. It's the, the moments in between. It's the highs. It's the lows. It's the midpoints. It's the average day. Uh, what's the, the meme uh, phrase? It's uh, uh, you're, you're on your, your side quest. Um, and everybody else or your uh, significant other is taking the main character energy <laughs> for the day. <laughs> so, it, and that can work yeah. whoever you're around. <laughs> yep, it's true. And it's uh, happiness is the way. I found, I read uh, a story or I read a book and it's called Mind Hacking Happiness. And it taught me about my self map and the things that I place on my self map that, uh, that make that can control my emotions. And it's things that you place on your self map. And if they're performing at or below your expectations, then you get upset about it. And it was, it was a game changer for me. But the problem is, is now I've removed almost everything from myself. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't care. You know, like I've been married for 16 years. And um, my friend, he recently, he owns a gym. His, his wife cheated on him and he busted down the door of this guy's house and he beat him up and he got a felony charge. And I got thinking about it and I'm not, and this doesn't mean that it, it denies the love for my wife or anything, but I got thinking about it. If she found somebody that she loved more than me, like we change as we get older. How am I, how am I going to be mad at her for, you know, like what am I supposed to expect her to can fake love me? Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't want that. And it's, that's a hard concept, and it's a very hard concept for people to understand. Very but, a lot of, but it's a lot of adults are going to are actually teens, adults, everybody can struggle with that. Yes. Um, but the only real thing that you can control is you. So yes, other everything right. else kind of has to fall away. Even if in the moment it does start to overwhelm you, always coming around, and the more times that you come around, like even I noticed this in myself, the cycle of oh, I'm, I'm pissed off, this is stupid, da, 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 da. it's short, it's, it's, it used to last days or something, now I'm like, I'm over it in 15 minutes, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting over here, of course, of course, you know, there are occasionally ones that last longer, but for the most part, I'm like, yeah, I know I was just crying hysterically 25 minutes ago, but uh, you want to go for a walk? <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and it's, it's great. That gives me so much hope in the future generations because um, my generation, my friends, um, we're in group text. I just like the things that they get mad at. We're they're becoming the old old men that we used to make fun of, and it's uh, it's they, yeah. they believe that that's who they have to be, and and that is part of that generational the generational pressure. You ever yeah. ever think about wow they're just like their mom they're just like <laughs> their dad literally just like their dad oh wow they're getting old they're really just like their that is what what you start to realize oh oh crap <laughs> these people are yeah. <laughs> literal carbon copies of each other uh, and i don't want to be that next carbon copy no and it's their choice like they're choosing it. like it's every day they wake up they wake up to choose to be un unhappy and I, I don't know what what is the tie to age and unhappiness but um it is somewhat consistent i don't it doesn't have to be and you can break that chain 
it's yeah. different from person to person because I, I haven't talking, talked about this lady in a while, but my aunt Brenda, she lives up in North or in North uh, Nevada, um, in Reno, the Reno area. I don't know exactly where, um, but she is the nicest, just the nicest, most accepting lady at, out of her sisters. And I'm just like, wow. What happened? Like, where did she change? She's a hippie. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but I love, I love Aunt Brenda. I, I, that's one person that I need to call more often. And Aunt Brenda, if you ever hear this, then you should absolutely hold me to this. <laughs> um, but anyway, and it, it doesn't have to be every single the old person, as you say. It's it's gonna be different from her person to person. I she has sisters, three sisters. Wait, yeah, three sisters, uh, and they are kind of the opposite, and that that's okay. That's their choice. Yep. yep. Uh, so but, uh, we we got we have about ten, a little bit over ten minutes left. But I do want to say I want to I got to get these questions out. So right. this is very important. So uh, how does your business make people happy? So the business makes people happy because it makes them confident. It makes you confident in that. Actually, there is one person who comes into my mind always whenever I'm, I'm thinking about this particular, uh, how we help people. Um, and I ask this question of anybody that, I'm pulling up the text so I can read it verbatim. Um, I ask this question to anybody that will answer it, that's interacted with us, done brand strategy, done an actual for full service, or even if they just hopped on a strategy call, thought it was pretty cool, we got that first core couple pieces done and they didn't go any further. How did you feel about it? How was it? Because this is how I gauge if I'm doing a decent job, am I coercing people into one decision? It, you know, it, it, it's that self feedback. Uh, so she, or the question was, has your brand strategy helped pitch yourself and how? So on this note, she's, I'm asking it from a sales perspective, but she responded with this. I have found myself more confident in delivering my brand to my audience. That confidence, because we used to work together, her name is Pam. Uh, we worked together for Levi Strauss in the in their warehouse, their shipping warehouse. Uh, and when we first met, she had this jumble of a couple of offers that she was like, "I'm kind of promoting all of these loosely. Um, I don't want to work here forever. I'm I'm in school." And I was like, "This is why I was put at this job. Period. That is it. I was put at this job because I had I had negative mindset going in." Hated that job. Still hate that job. <laughs> um, but having that 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 moment with her to just pull everything into one thing and sending her on her way, and then to get that response back, I was like, "Yes, that is one of the best things I can hear." I feel more confident. I feel more prepared. I feel like I have an idea of where I've been and where I'm going. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the big core strengths of this business. And 
those are some of the things that we don't really talk about um, when it comes to tangible deliverables. Now, of course, tangible deliverables look different uh, depending on who you are, what your situation is in. But in all cases, that's what we're going for, confidence. Mm. That okay. shut up attitude. <laughs> we, all, we all need it. Um, I, yeah. I, I, some, some people are offended when they see it in other people. I, I love it when I see it. Sometimes it's a little bit more, it's a little too much. But I'm okay with it because they're they're that confident in themselves. Sometimes they use it as a mask, and uh, that that's that's difficult too. They but they have to drop. But, they have to learn to drop the mask. But and I I know that this is not something that everybody can consciously do. I understand yeah. that, uh, it's particularly from my from the research and the understanding that I have that especially for folks that suffer from autism have this problem of pulling the mask down, especially when it comes to places where they're uncomfortable, be it social or one-on-one, -on -one, um, however that may manifest for them. Um, and that's the, sorry, that's the diagnosis that's being most closely leaned towards. So that's the one I've I know the most about at the moment. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my advice for them is to literally, even if you don't use the brand workbook, that like literally, if you don't use what I have, just take a few minutes. Where have you been? Where are you going? Who do you help? What do you do? And who are you as a person? How do you talk? How, what's your personality? Um, and bring it all together with your, your personal motto. If you're talking about a person, a personal motto. Uh, if you're talking about a company, I call them statements because there's like five different ones that we want to write. But um, anyway, that's where it all culminates there. I love that. That's, that is, that's what the world needs. They need definition because they don't know. Yes. You know, they don't know who they are and they need, my son needs that. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to push him because I, I want him to, be, to learn it and like experience it and then let him choose, let him light his own fire. I don't want to light a fire underneath him to be someone that I imagine him being. I want him to be who he's meant to be and what feeds his soul every morning when he wakes up. And uh, it's different. It's a, it's a path we all have to walk and it's a path we all have to take. But I think you're helping people get there much quicker. And it's a much needed, uh, much needed thing in the world right now. One, uh, another question for you. So how do you sustain a level of happiness while, while running your business? Oh, the infamous work-life balance question. I am a contrarian, an absolute contrarian. I believe that your schedule works to you. If you want to cook dinner in the morning, because that's when you have energy, God damn it, cook dinner in the morning when you have energy. I do that sometimes. Uh, and you have to know what works for you. You have to build what works for you. Um, and that kind of gives you, uh, I am referring to your brand more accurately. Your brand gives you the guideline. So uh, who are you? I wake up every morning, like I have my first alarm. I do not wake up at 3 a.m. I have my first alarm at 3 a.m. And then we get up at 4.30. Uh, <laughs> he's a teacher, so he has to, you know, he's got to be out of here uh, yeah. before, before then. 
Um, so anyway, knowing what you do, having that schedule, if you go on your 8 p.m. run or your 8 a.m. run, then God, if you run, good on you, because I don't. I like to swim. <laughs> uh, swim and do yoga, more specifically. Morning yoga is the best. Um, so yeah, that's that's my answer. That's how I, right. I keep my work-life balance there. Um, but actually, recently, I just deleted all social media apps off of my personal phone. Um, and I used, I broke out one of the the old uh, upgrade phones that, you know, that they didn't take for a trade. So that is now my work phone with all my social media accounts. And uh, every single day at 2 p.m., it cuts off. It does not, it, no notifications come through. There's no, uh, which is 5 p.m., you know, 5 p.m. Eastern. So, this <laughs> is, yep. um, so just having those natural places of peace, leaving my phone on the counter instead of taking it over there on the couch while we, we, uh, sit and watch a little bit of TV at night. Um, you know, I don't, it can really be anything. It, 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 you just have to define how it looks for you yep. and hell bake some cookies. That's what I would do. <laughs> I have uh, one last, one last question. And uh, so if you could give a message to the world from a business perspective, what would it be? You have to define what your happiness is going to look like. Are you going to be a seven figure earner? Or are you going to be living very softly on the beaches of Costa Rica and $10,000 a year? You have to define where you feel the most happy. Where are you going to feel most fulfilled? And where can you do and say, I'm going to love waking up and doing this every day, even if I don't do every part of it every day? <laughs> so that is, that's my, my advice. And it, really all starts with a brand. So no matter what your situation is in your business or in your life, I, I'd suggest even just taking the short uh, blurb that I, I gave you the summarized version of the, the entire process, just take those and write it down. Um, of course, there is the more in-depth process that uh, is available in that workbook, which is free for everybody listening. So um, I hope that you have your very first ripple and you feel more confident afterwards. 